Welcome to the Moving Past You radio show, a show about identifying, confronting, and embracing the obstacles that block and delay us in walking in our divine purpose. Each week, we delve into the complexities and rewards of walking in your purpose. Now, here's your host, Juanita Gaynor. Good evening, everyone. I want to thank you for joining me on this oldie but goodie. Um, For the month of July and August, I'm going to be posting some old teachings or speaking things that I did um, either in other groups or when I was doing Preaching in Pink on Periscope. A lot of, you know, followers have asked about it. And so I am putting them together so that you can be blessed by them also. The oldie but goodie that is going to be presented on this evening is offered up and it was actually done in September 27th of 2020 and it was done for a soul shifting Sunday. Um, the This was really near and dear to me. Um, this is a topic I talk about when I talk about overcoming, you know, my fears, shifting over to a new mindset, really deep diving into healing. So this meant a lot to me. So I hope you enjoy it. Be blessed. And we are going to go ahead and get to the goodness. Everyone, good afternoon. So we are going to get started. It is 1 p.m. and I like to be prompt. Um, I don't take it kindly um, given the opportunity to speak on the platform. So I am a prompt person. I just want to thank you for joining us today for another show, Soul Shifting Sunday. And I'm excited to share with you being offered up. Um, It is something that we don't think about. It is something that we kind of take for granted. So um, I want to share my experience and what the Lord has given to me on this day to give to you. Um, We will be coming from Job, the first chapter, the sixth through the 12th verse, and Job, the second chapter, the second through the 10th verse. Um, Both of those will be the coming from the message um, translation Bible, um, and those will be our foundational scriptures. Um, Our application scripture today will be Jeremiah 29, 11. Um, I will read for you the first um, Job one, and I may, may, we'll see how we move along. Says, put my mic closer. Can y'all hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Um, if not, I am going to switch to another mic. And so, okay, great. So I switched the mics again. So thank you, thank you for that. Um, our first foundational scripture is going to be. <laughs> Um, our first foundational scripture is going to be coming from Job, the first chapter, the sixth through the 12th verse. Um, And it says one day when the angels came to report to God, Satan, who was the designated accuser. There's a reason I'm reading from the message Bible. I want you to hear um, came along with them. God singled out Satan and said, what have you been up to? And Satan answered God, going here and there, checking things out on the earth. And God said to Satan, have you noticed my friend Job? There was no one quite like him, 
honest and true to his word, totally devoted to God and hating evil. And Satan retorted. So do you think Job does all of that out of the sheer goodness of his heart? Why, no one has never had it so good. You pamper him like a pet. Make sure nothing bad ever happens to him or his family or his possessions. Bless everything he does. He can't lose. But what do you think would happen if you reached down and took away everything that is his? He cursed you right to your face. That's what. And God replied, we'll see. Go ahead. Do what you want with all that is his. Just don't hurt him. And Satan left the presence of God. Offered up. See, when we're offered up in this walk, there's two phases. The first phase that I read about was when Satan came to God and was like, well, he has everything. He has all of these things. He has the money. He has possessions. He has all this family. He has it all. He has no reason not to turn his back on you. And so God was like, here you go, but you can't take his life. And so when we think about the material possessions and we think about, okay, we have all of this and then all of a sudden it's gone. Now we upset because we don't understand that we've been offered up. So let me, let me give you a little definition of what offered means. If you look in the Merriam-Webster's dictionary, many of the dictionaries, you can see the definitions, but there's a couple that I like. When you think about offered, God made you available for the test. When he offered you up, he was showing that you were ready for the battle ahead. Also, when he offered you up to Satan, he provided access to what Satan thought was important to you. That's the key. So, of course, you know, he's looking and he's like, you got all of these things. But it didn't affect Job. And many of you, God offered you up and everything is gone. You done lost the house, the car, the friends, sometimes the family. But you're still serving him. You're still praising him. You're still seeking him. And so now what has happened is Satan has gotten confused. So he's like, okay, we done, we done took everything what he thought so he says okay i'm gonna try this again because you have to understand something satan's primary goal is to kill you in any way shape or form so since in the first test when he was allowed by god notice i said allowed by god to take what he thought was going to make you and break you and that didn't work He went trucking along to him again. Now, I'm going to read Job 4 through 8, second chapter, same message Bible. And it says, Satan answered a human would do anything to save his life. But what do you think would happen if you reached down and took away his health? He'd curse you to your face. That's what. And God said, all right, go ahead. You can do with him what you like, but mind you, don't kill him. And Satan left God and struck Job with terrible sores. Job was ulcers and scabs from head to foot. 
They itched and oozed so badly that he took a piece of broken pottery to scrape himself and then went and sat in the trash heap among the ashes. I'm going to go to nine and ten. His wife is always that when someone's close to you said, why are you still holding on to your precious integrity? Curse God and be done with it. And he told her, you're talking like an empty headed fool. We take the good days from God and we also take the bad. Not once through all of this did Job sin. And he said nothing against God. I'm going to offer you this. March 13th, 2020. Satan rolled up to God and was like, you know what? Your people got it too good. You know, yes, they're serving you. Some are, some not. I done took away stuff from most of them. It's too good. But I guarantee you, if you allow me to take their health, to take them, they're going to curse you and die. So on March 13th, 2020, God offered us up. He said, don't kill them. And the last day that we knew how the world existed ended. See, when God offers you up, he is saying that you have been prepared and you are ready to go through the fire, to go through the purification process, to be brought forth as pure gold. And yes, there are phases. Now, once he's taken and stripped everything, then his health going to come into play. And I know somebody's going to be saying right now, but he said that the devil can't kill us. That's absolutely true. So what does the Satan does? He lets us think that we are too good or we shouldn't follow this. So therefore we do things and put ourselves in situations and positions that take us out of the will of God. So when the consequence of that happens in death, whether it's a physical death or a spiritual death, we look to God saying, but God, you said he couldn't kill us. That's right. You did it yourself. I'm a witness to that. I'm a witness to that because I've done it several times. I'll be like, well, God, you said that you had me. He said, I did, but you decided to go that way. I told you to go left and you went right. I told you to go straight and you went backwards. You have to still deal with the consequences of your actions. And usually what happens is we end up having to start back at square one. Because now what the Holy Spirit has to do is he has to now take out that unlearned, just nasty stuff that we've gotten along the way when we veered off because we veered down a path that one, we were told not to do. And two, he had not prepared us to be down. It's not the saying that those streets and those roads and those rocky things aren't meant to be a part of our journey, but we were not prepared and purpose to be there yet. So we can't be veering off. So when God offers you up, he is saying you are ready for the next phase of this purification process. He is saying that you are ready for everything that he has for you. He's not saying that it's not going to be rough. He's not saying that it's going to be all glory and all peaches and cream. It's going to be work. It's going to be a process. I grew up in the Pentecostal church. Love, love, love. Grew up in the Pentecostal church. And we were always taught that once you became saved, everything was going to be all right. Once you became saved, it was all going to work out. Once you became saved, you were not going to have any troubles. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. 
See, once you decide to follow God, once you decide that you're going to give your life to him and do it his way, that is when it gets good. That's when Satan recognizes and sees you as a threat. Because see, when you're out there doing what you want to do, when you're out there having a good old time, when you're out there saying, you know what, God, I'll get to you later. You're not a threat. Satan's not concerned about you. He's moving on to his life. But when you make a declarative statement that's saying that I am his, he belongs to me, I belong to him. Whatever you decide, God, I'm going to do it. When he say, when you say that, Satan's ears perks up like, wait a minute, what she say? Oh, no, we can't have this. Because see, now the fear on his part comes because see, when you make that statement, Satan knows that it's game over. There has been so many times in my personal life that, you know, Satan will come and he'll try things. And I said, you know what? You should have got me when I was out there. Because, see, I know better. And I know God covered me even when I was in my craziness, even when I was in my sin. He still looked out for me. And so, therefore, the gift that he has given me, the purpose that he has given me, I owe it to him. So, therefore, it is my job to walk in the purpose and live the life that in which he's purposed for me. Now, see, what we have to understand is that Satan cannot see past the OU. Because I know you may be sitting back wondering, like, well, why is he still coming after me with the ex? Why is he still coming after me with the liquor? Why is he still coming after me with the women, with the men, with the gambling? I've been delivered from those things. Because, see, he can't see past what you were. In his mind, you never change. You're always going to be that gambler. You're always going to be that sex fiend. You're always going to be that cokehead. You're always going to be what he's always saw you to be. And that is why he uses the same tactics. But it's the same thing with friends and family. They can't see past what you used to be. Because, see, in order for them to see past what you used to be, they would have to see how they contributed to what you used to be. They would have to see their faults. They would have to see their shame. They would have to expose themselves. So they're not willing to do that. So therefore, they are going to just keep remembering you where you was. It is not nothing against you. It's nothing against you. They're doing it to protect them. They're doing it so that they don't have to do the dirty work of the healing, of the cleansing, of the purging. They don't want to bleed out all of that. They don't want their sins to be laid bare. They don't want the bones to come out of their closet. So therefore, it's so much easier in their mind to keep you where they want you to be because it justifies them not looking into the depths of their own soul. You know, we have people surrounding us who are concerned and I'm not going to tread lightly on this one. You have friends and family who say, you know what? Just give that up. You know, you don't need that pain. You don't need that heartache. You don't need to serve somebody. You don't need to serve a God who allows you to go through these trials and tribulations. And it's guys and, and it's under the guise of them being concerned for you when in fact it's a selfish reason. They're operating in flesh. 
they're operating in. What do I get out of the deal? You would be amazed how many family members and friends I lost when I was no longer who I was. When I had healed from that broken, bitter person, when I had healed from the person who always had to please other people, hoping that they would love me and hoping that they would consider me. When God fully, when I allowed, let me explain that, when I allowed God to fully heal from that, friends and family didn't see me the same. It was, you think you're too good. Oh, you, you think you're better than everybody now. Oh, so you can't help us out. Oh, oh, so you've changed. If you're around people who don't expect you to change, who expect you to stay in the same place, you need to leave them alone. Because, see, we have to understand that in situations, there are seasons and everybody is not meant to go the distance. I can count on one hand those distant friends, the ones who can call me out on my BS, the ones who can put me in my place and not feel that it's going to impact what we have going on. And then I had those ones that in the season that it was in, they were necessary. You know, all relationships are a lesson and a blessing. There is no such thing as a bad relationship. And some people are like, what do you mean? How do you mean there's no such thing as a bad relationship? There isn't. A relationship, whether it's platonic or romantic, is going to teach you one or two things. It's going to teach you what to do or what not to do. That's the lesson. So therefore, when you learn the lesson, see, we, we, we twist it up and we think that, okay, well, yeah, I saw that, but you keep repeating it. And then you wonder why you keep failing the test because you didn't learn the lesson, especially when it's a bad lesson. Usually sometimes with the lessons, when it hurts, when it just pours you out bare, you know what that lesson is for? It is to bring you closer to God. It is to tell you that you are missing a key factor. It is to tell you that, you know, you want to be healed. You want to grow your business. You want to get to the next level. You want God to do all of these things, but you haven't learned the lesson. So therefore he can't offer you up. One thing I notice about God is that he doesn't just put you out there dry to bear. If he didn't feel that you had the foundation and what was necessary to equip you, he won't put you out there. So anyone who says to you, oh, you can just go ahead and do it. You're ready. And God hasn't said that you're ready. You better back up. Back it up. He is never going to put you in a situation that is going to expose you to the point where it's going to cause damage. And so many times we take what man says and we allow man to offer us up. And then once we have bled out to the point where we need a transfusion, we blame God. We say, God, where were you at? Why didn't you do this? He'd be like, well, I told you I said something. You, you, you wanted to do it your way. There's been plenty of times that I've been like, well, Lord, where have you been? He said, well, I left when you decided to pick it back up from the altar. When you decided to put your hands back in it again and try to figure it out. So what that told me is that you didn't want my help. 
listen to what I said. You didn't want my help. So therefore, I backed off. Because see, what people don't understand is God is a God that gives us choice. Free will. We have to open up and let him in. He doesn't push himself on us. So when we say, you know what? I don't want your help. He's going to back up. Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm grateful that he covers a dumb fool like me. Because there's been plenty of times I have taken the reins back trying to drive a car, you know, that I had no knowledge or ability or experience driving. You know, I'm used to driving a little two-seater coupe and now I done took the reins of this Mack truck and I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And has he stopped me from crashing into a brick wall? He absolutely does. Sometimes he let me come close. And I'd be like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to put this on the altar for real and let you handle it. And see, when we allow him to handle a thing, we allow him to move forward. When we allow him to do what he needs to do to prepare the way for us to move to the next level, that transition is smooth. When he prepares the way for you, there is not stress. There is not strife. There's not struggle. There's not wondering how it's going to happen. It flows into place. So your elevation, once it begins to happen, it flows. You're not still trying to hold on to the strings, trying to get up there. Because he said, you're now ready. Let's go. But so many times, he gets us to this point, And then we stop. Because... We're unsure or because we're nervous or because we have a little bit of doubt or because we don't understand or feel that we are worthy and ready. See, God equips us. God calls us. Because if I called myself, I would be in probably some bad situations. Not to say that I haven't been, but, you know, God, when he calls us. If I've said to him, you know what, I'm, I'm just not going to do this. I wouldn't be here right now. God has put me in situations where I'll be looking at them like, but I know I'm not qualified. But because of my obedience, because of my healthy fear of God, I move forward. I do what he needs me to do. So when you think about Job having the money and the family and the health taken away. And in spite of all of that, he knew God was the answer. He knew God was his center. He knew God was his joy. He knew God was his provider. And he was not going to jeopardize that for anything. Not his wife, not his friends, not the perception of what society thought he should be, not what the friends thought, not what the community thought, not what the church thought. He didn't care that they thought he did something wrong. He didn't care that they talked about him behind his back. He only cared what God said, how God was moving. And we have to get to that point in our lives that it doesn't matter what the outside world is saying. It only matters what God says. And when he tells you to move, you got to move. And if you haven't some reservations on when he says that or if God really understands and knows what you're going through. Jeremiah 29, 11. 
that is one of my favorite scriptures. Because sometimes I have to remind myself of that daily. He says, I, you know, know the thoughts and plans for you. Plans for hope. Plans for a future. He never wants us out there. He never wants to lay us bare. He always has our best intentions at heart. So we can't start wondering what the people in the background are saying. We can't start wondering why the community doesn't want us. We can't start worrying why is family turning their backs on us. We are now in the process of being purified for the fire. We have been offered up and many of us may be in the first stage of the test and many of us in the second stage of the test. But it's a necessary test for purification. It's a necessary test to be brought out and be ready for battle. Do you think you just get gold and they just mine it out and you just have it? No, they have to purify it. They have to get the impurities out. They have to burn it out at high heat. And they don't pull it out before it's time. So you're asking God, well, God, I need you to deliver me from this. And I need, I'm tired of this happening. And this is going too far. And this is too much. He's not going to pull you out prematurely. Now we can pull ourselves out prematurely, but that starts the process all over. So I don't want you to pull yourself out prematurely. I want you to understand that being offered up by God is a privilege. It is an, it's, it is an ode to him seeing your hard work, seeing those struggles, seeing how you serve him, seeing how you lay before him, seeing how you serve others. He sees it. And he is saying, you are ready for the next phase. So again, when this pandemic hit, a lot of people didn't understand what was going on. But you got to think about it now. God needed you in your full attention. You know, he didn't need you to go to church to be cute. Have your hat on. And show out. He didn't need you to have a relationship. So therefore. He had to offer us up. He was tired of status quo. He was tired of us as believers. Not being in the full potential. In which he knows we have. And he's prepared us to be. He was tired of the excuses. He was tired of what we could and couldn't do. He was tired of the distractions. And we were offered up. And many of us have soared. Many of us has taken the mantle and we've moved to the next level. And many have floundered because they feel it is too much control. It's too much pressure. I should be able to choose what I want to do. And the consequences of that for some have been death. Physical death. So are you going to continue to just listen to what the world say you need to do? Or are you going to be like Job? Are you going to be like Job and says, nevertheless, I'm going to serve him. I don't care what comes my way. I'm going to serve him. I am not going to curse him. He has done too much for me. Job understood that it was a test. Job understood that there was another level, even though he didn't understand it. Even though sometimes he felt that God had turned his back on him. Even though had he had felt neglected sometimes. 
He did not curse God. He did not talk ill against God. He served them. Him. He listened to his little friends. He heard them and he was like, you know what? I'm tired of y'all. Go away. He knew. He knew that the God that we serve, the God that we serve is awesome. So let me tell you this. It's time for us to get in this Job season. It's time for us to stop complaining about the position that God has us in. It's time for us to start praising him. It's time for us to start glorifying him. It's time for us to start thanking him for offering us up. Because he felt and saw that we were ready for this call. Every day I'm grateful for God for offering me up. Has it been easy? No. Has the journey sometimes made me weary and want to cry? Yes, it has. Sometimes I've had to have those conversations with him. Now, I don't know what conversations you have. But I have to talk to him sometimes and be like, um, excuse me, sir, what, what, what's going on? Why is this happening? And every time I ask him that question, he takes me to Jeremiah 29, 11. He takes me there to let me know that I know what's best for you. I know it may not seem like it right now. I know you feel lonely. I know you feel distance. I know you're tired, but I got you. I didn't bring you to this point to leave you here. But I need you to be obedient. I need you to stay the course. It's not going to be easy. And if you want to get to the next level, if you want to go higher in elevation, you're going to have to adjust to this. You're going to have to get used to this. Because... To whom much is given, much is required. So you can't ask for elevation and more prosperity and more responsibility and not think you're not going to get hit. That's not going to happen. You have to give God your all. You have to know that being offered up is the best thing that could happen in your life. And if you see these things, and if you see the trans progression of what's going on, then you know that you're in the right place. So just know that God made you available for the test. He provided access for the test. Because he felt that you was ready for the test. So allow him to offer you up. Praise him in this state. Love him, worship him, but don't complain about it because it's a necessary part of this journey in business and in everything. So allow him to continue to offer up and praise him in the offer up stage. That is my time for this afternoon. So I thank you so much for allowing me to share my heart. And allowing you to share me to share this word um, with you on this afternoon. Um, have a blessed day. Love and um, peace towards you. Um, and we'll see you in the group. Love you very much. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you on this afternoon for giving us the grace and the glory to serve you, to love you, and to be paired by you. 
for those who are watching currently on the on the replay, cover them, dear Heavenly Father. What is ever on their heart, cover them and let them know that you got them. In your son's precious and holy name, amen. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Be blessed. Oh my goodness, that was such a blessing. I want to thank you for, again, listening to an oldie but goodie. I want you to listen out. Season four starts officially on September 1st. Um, We will be doing some promo in the beginning of August. We have some amazing guests for season four. We are taking things out of the box. You're going to see more than just myself or some curated guests. We have some amazing men and women who are going to be coming on, sharing their journey, sharing their hearts and sharing how going through their healing process, they've been able to identify their obstacles and how they've been able to move through their obstacles to get to their optimal place. Um, So join us. The new season will start on September 1st. We have moved from Thursdays to Fridays. So just remember that we have moved from Thursdays to Fridays. We'll see you um, in the next coming weeks. So with some more things, have a great evening. And again, thank you for joining me for an oldie, but goodie. Thanks for joining us this week on the Moving Pasture Radio Show. Make sure to visit our website at www.movingpastyou.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. If you found value in the show, rate us on iTunes or simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for our next episode. And remember to always be kind in your word, your thought, and in your deed. Be blessed.